Hi, welcome to the Diet Diaries episode one. I am Jack Fernandez, aka Mama Cakes. I am very proud mama to a beautiful, <laughs> nearly five month old baby girl who was born last year during the year of COVID. This is my first attempt at doing a podcast, so please bear with me. I will try and not ramble on. Um, I'm more of a blogger, but as you can imagine, being a first-time mum, there is no time to sit down and blog. So here we are. This is my first podcast. Okay, so I think it's about time we start from the beginning. Um, It was towards the end of 2019 when I found out I was pregnant and those two blue lines came up on my pregnancy test and I don't know if for anyone else but I just couldn't believe it so I took another one and another one was negative but I didn't realise that it could you know it could be negative due to the time of day that I weed and there were so many other things that could have caused it to be negative that after that I took about five after and they were all positive I was definitely pregnant I remember being on the bathroom floor crying feeling so overwhelmed I mean I've always wanted to be a mum and I think because it was unexpected I was a shock of my life I was crying because I was happy crying because I was scared crying because I was anxious crying because I was about to shock my world there were so many emotions in that split second that I found out I was pregnant um and the days after that I think I was in shell shock definitely in shell shock um I just couldn't believe it I was constantly praying um and just saying to God that if if it's my time to be pregnant then I trust you and I think I think that really helped my pregnancy journey is to be able to say if it's my time it's my time and it was, it, it was my time to be pregnant. It was my time to enter motherhood. Um, little did I know that 2020 would be 2020. Ah. I remember counting down Christmas, no, uh, New Year's Eve with family in my head thinking, I know I'm pregnant, I know I'm pregnant. I'm entering the biggest year of my life. Five, four, three, two, one, 2020. Little did I know that I was about to do pregnancy, an emergency C-section, the fourth trimester as a single mum in a global pandemic. Ah, it's even a mouthful to say. It's so much happened last year. Um, and I have to say that it was the toughest year of my life, but I have I've never gained more strength in in the shortest period of time because a year is not that long and I think I'm definitely changed um I'm definitely a changed person because of it I think one of the reasons why I wanted to create this podcast is because in a selfish way it's a great platform for me to reflect and if you know me personally you know I love a good reflection um and to there's so much that I've learned and none of it has been easy and I know that there are insta mums who make motherhood look so damn easy 
And I wanted to just scream and say my story that it's not. It's it's incredibly hard. And being a single mum, oh, I feel emotional thinking about it. It's, it's, it's not easy in the slightest. But I have to be honest, I absolutely love that it's just me and baby cakes in our own world, just us two. Um, but it has been hard. It's, it's definitely the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And it still is. Like My baby is only five months old. We're still in the four-month sleep regression. It's And there's so much more to come, like teething and blah, blah, blah. But that's all for another episode. Um, but yeah, it's definitely been hard. And I just wanted to share my struggle because I, I don't think we do that. I think still social media is used as this achievement platform of I did this I did this I did this look how amazing I am and I would admit I have a other um Instagram page which is about my fitness and that's really what it is it's a show reel to say I've done this 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 motherhood is not like that I wish it was it's not it's nothing like the beautiful photo shoots that I can achieve with my child um there's been many tears Many times I've doubted myself as a mum. Um, many t- many times I've been a zombie and cannot function. There's just so much to it that I wanted to just be honest about being a first-time mum, being a single mum, being a mum in COVID. Do you know what? I wish I wrote like notes so I know what I'm going to say because this is just a uh, off the cuff. Is it off the cuff? Off the cuff? off the cuff um podcast but I just wanted to be honest like for me this is like one massive voice note and I love a voice note um so I found myself pregnant I found myself I actually remember I think it was March 16th when Boris made his announcement um I knew it was coming and I remember that week, that was there when everyone was passing around that voice note with these two lads talking about the army coming. Does anyone remember that? Did anyone else receive that? Um, and it got me scared. I was like, the army's coming. It's all going to be shut down. I'm going to be isolated here. Um, I'm pregnant. I don't know what, what I don't know what I'm going to do. How am I going to get food? Oh, the anxiety was sky high. But I think one of the things I learned now is I wasn't helping myself by watching the news constantly, by engaging in stupid voice notes like that, that the army was coming. Um, but it, for me, it felt real. It felt like it's got, we're going to lock down. Um, and at the time, I explained to my manager that I'm really not happy going into the office because then they didn't mention that pregnant women should be shielding. And from the time that I heard that corona's come in I thought no 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 pregnant women should not be going to work da, 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 da. but no one it wasn't official so I still had to come in and my anxiety was so bad that I did actually get signed off work for two weeks there was no way I was leaving that house in the state that I was in I didn't feel safe to leave um and in that time Boris did say that pregnant women should be shielding so I did speak to my manager and explain I, I will be shielding. Um, so lockdown happened and it was like from 8pm, I can't do Boris's accent, um, from 8pm it's going to be shut down. I panicked. I literally chucked all my stuff 
um, in my car and drove to my parents' house about, was it 10 p.m.? After I had packed everything. I literally packed everything. Everything in the fridge. Every sort of maternity outfit I had. I was like, no, Jack, you cannot be here on your own. And that was a scary thought for me. The fact that I'm going to be in lockdown on my own. Um, and the first trimester was tough. Do you know what? I just don't think... Let's talk about the first trimester. I don't think that there is enough focus on it. I think we get to the point where... 12 weeks has happened, you've had the scan, everything's all good, you announce it to the world and everyone's like, oh, congratulations, congratulations. But no one realises the tough journey that you've had for the past 12 weeks. And because I have many, my my sisters have, have had kids, my closest friends have had kids, like I've never, ever, ever spoken to anyone about the first trimester yeah in films you see them throw up a little bit but no one really talks about it and I had a terrible time as I'm sure most I'm gonna say most but then I have asked I have asked pregnant friends and some of them were like oh pregnancy was fine and I was like really really um so when I did find out I was pregnant symptoms came quite quick and one of the biggest ones for me was headaches I don't know if anyone else had that I felt like I couldn't even see I was blinded by headaches um and that really changed my mood because imagine a banging migraine constantly like I just couldn't function I couldn't function at work this was before um lockdown I couldn't function at work um the smell <laughs> again no one really talks about the smell I I used to get on the district line and I could smell the man from the far end. I could smell his cologne. I could smell his BO. I could smell what he ate for breakfast. It was just disgusting. And I had that metallic taste. I hated water, which is really bad. So I had to have like, oh, don't judge me. I had to have flavoured water all the time. Um, and it all started happening quite quick. Um, so quick that my work colleague who I sit next to actually noticed a big change in me and she wondered if I was okay. Um, and in the working, but actually not just the working, I'm a very, oh, I'm going to use the word jolly, but I am. I'm a very jolly person. I've got quite high energy. So from going to that at work to deflated, not talking, feeling really unwell, um, not really socialising, it was a it was a big change. It was a very noticeable change. And obviously at that time, you don't want anyone to notice that you're pregnant. Um, I, at every appointment, the midwife would say, you know, there's a risk of miscarriage and I didn't say the the mis miscarriage my whole pregnancy I didn't say the m word to me it was the m word I was just like don't say it don't say it. and that anxiety for 12 weeks really took over for me I was petrified I was so scared I didn't want to do anything wrong which is wrong that that thinking is completely wrong you know one in four women I think is it one in four have miscarriages and it's not any bit the woman's fault but in my mind I was like Jack you have to keep yourself safe anything could happen and this thinking was was a lot 
and I was going through this on my own I think at the time only maybe um, a couple of people knew so I did eventually tell my work colleague um, that I was pregnant because she had thought I showed signs of depression and I'll be honest very similar very very similar um, as a counsellor myself I've worked with clients with depression you know I've did lots of studying on depression um, during my master's very very similar there was I had low mood um, obviously I wasn't feeling very well I wasn't feeling myself and that's scary you know you're growing a baby and you're not feeling yourself is is a very scary place to be because you want to be your strongest but you can't firstly physically I couldn't um I luckily only threw up maybe three times but I gagged all day long <laughs> I gagged all day long oh just the thought of it Ugh. Ah. um yeah so I I did manage to hold some food down um it was just the smell I didn't want to eat it was a smell oh and actually when my work colleague did find out I had to tell her I'm gonna go have lunch on my own because I can't sit next to you because your food smells and it wasn't even a bad smell I think she was eating um like a pot noodle thing and I was like I can't I can't sit next to you anymore I, I'm gonna be sick um so the smell the smell the headaches but for me, also, my mood, like I said, very similar traits to depression. Um, I would find myself, and this is going to be a very honest podcast. I don't want to hide anything. I found myself crying in the work toilets a lot. A lot. And I think I, think I was even crying on my work desk. Now, I work facing away from people, so unless you're beside me, you won't really notice my mood. Um, I remember crying. I remember looking at emails and wiping away my tears. I remember my manager coming over behind me and kind of me hunching, me not looking at her. Um, yep, yeah, I went to the toilet a lot, cried. I was so overwhelmed and I, I, I just wasn't myself. I really wasn't myself. I was like, there's this baby in me. I want to protect. I love you already. Like there was so much love for the baby already that it felt overwhelming for me. It's like this big responsibility and I don't feel myself. Like I can't wait to tell like my family um, because my parents were away at the time. So I couldn't even tell. And my mum, you know, when you think of Emma Bunton, like Spice Girls, mama, that is me and my mum. So to go through this and not tell my mum, was was so much for me I really really needed her um but I also wanted to wait for the 12 weeks I think there's a lot of pressure on the 12 weeks and I think when I get pregnant again I probably won't hold back um to wait for 12 weeks because 12 weeks is one is a very long time and two it's so hard to go on your own like really really hard um yeah, so I was crying in the toilets a lot, and my manager actually did pick up on that. We had a few meetings, um, just to check in, but I, I, I just didn't want to say. I didn't want to say I was pregnant because I needed that scan. I needed that twelve week scan. 
in some way to prove I was pregnant, which is weird. I don't know if any other mums out there felt that. Like, for 12 weeks, you don't feel anything. I mean, you feel awful, but you don't feel anything. So I needed... I, it was like a goal for me. It was like, okay, 12 weeks, 12 weeks, just get to it. Even though you're struggling, even though you feel depressed, even though you're going through so much on your own, just get to 12 weeks. And And like I said, I don't think I would do that again. I think as soon as I feel comfortable knowing I'm pregnant, I would tell my work, my employer quicker than 12 weeks because that was a lot. It was a lot. Um, so every appointment they would mention, you know, the M word, every appointment they would be like, so what's your mental health like? And I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. And they're like, okay. And how is it? They would kind of move on. And I'm so grateful that when I did tell my closest friend, I did tell my family, I was able to be really honest and open about how I was feeling. And for me, going back to therapy was a big, big, big deal. I had so much, just a lot that I needed to work through. Remember, I was going to be a single mum. Like, when you're 16 and you're thinking, oh, yeah, when I'm 25, I'm going to have, I'm going to get engaged, going to get married, going to have three children. No one actually says, oh, when I'm older, I'm going to be a single mum. No one says that. But I was in this circumstance. And I don't know anyone, I have thought about this, I don't know anyone who had, who was a single mum from birth. I do know single mums. But I don't know anyone who went through it from the very beginning. And that scared me because I wanted someone to relate to me. I wanted to call out to someone and say, look, we're in the same, like, you've been here. How did you do it? But I, d- I didn't know anyone. I knew single mums. But like I said, I think they were in the relationship and then um, and then uh, it didn't work. Uh, but my circumstances were different. So I used therapy, I went to therapy, I cried in therapy, I got out all my ideas of what a family was. For me, growing up, a family is mum, dad, kids. That's exactly what my layout is for my family, as in my parents. Same layout for both my sisters. Same layout for most of my close friends. It's mum, dad, kids. And there was me, first time mum, I'm going to do just me me, baby, me, baby, me, ba- just me, I was like, uh, can I do this, so therapy really helped me break down all the fears I had, all the anger I had, because I was angry at the situation, you know, it's not ideal, but I was, I was angry at the situation, not being pregnant, I was very happy to be pregnant, I'm just talking about the situation, um, and because I've I've been with my therapist for many 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 years, it was it was a platform I needed, and I and I do recommend it. I, obviously, I am a therapist, and but I just to anyone who is pregnant or is a first time mum, not even first time mum, a mum who's struggling and feels like they need another platform other than their other half or their family, I would recommend therapy. I got so much from therapy being pregnant. Um. And also, it allowed me to be very excited. I was, I got out all my excitement as well with my therapist, which was great. Um, so then, I told my friends, ah, 
I think I'd nearly told all my closest friends face to face. Um, again, this is all before lockdown. Um, or was it? No, I think it was all before lockdown. All kind of the three month mark, or some of them were before that. Um, and imagine you're about to tell some some people that you're pregnant. I. <laughs> There was a lot of hugging, let's say, a lot of hugging, crying, excitement. None of my closest friends or my family were ever worried for me as a single mum. And I even got comments like, if there's one person that's going to be a single mum, it's going to be you. You can do it. And that that was, that is what I wanted to hear. That is what I, I needed to hear that. I needed to hear people be confident. One me as a mum and two, me as a single mum. I needed to hear that. Um, and whether they believed it or not, I like to think that they did really believe it, but just those words coming out from people that I loved, it meant the world and it made pregnancy much, much easier. So I told them and I told my parents and my mum cried. She was so excited. Um, I think for my parents... Again, no one wants their child to be a single mum. It's not an ideal situation. But my parents saw it as she's bringing life into the world. And that was the most exciting thing for them. You know, they're here. They can help me. I'm about to be a mum. They're going to be grandparents again. It was it was pure excitement. Um, I just have to say, I do have incredibly supportive parents. Um, yeah. But that's a whole other episode about support. But definitely, I just have to say it now that they are incredibly, I think, above and beyond um, supportive. So, yeah, so I told them and then I remember um, my scan had happened. My oldest sister came and I remember her saying to me in the car, check even if it's going to be hard, which it will be, you've got no choice, you can do this. And I loved it. It was so direct. It was exactly what I needed to hear because I had no choice whether it was going to be an easy or hard journey. I can't I can't pick whether it's going to be an easy journey. It was going to be hard. Um, and just to know that like my sister believed in me, just she said it just as we got in. Um, so then I had my scan and... It was amazing. I heard her heart beat. I didn't know she was a girl. Um, uh, I found that out in twenty weeks. Um, it was everything just felt real, like real. And then I realised it's time to tell people I'm pregnant. This is it now. Um, so my birthday. I think it was a couple of days before my birthday, where I announced on social media. Like I put my hands up. I'm on social media all the time um so I was excited I was scared I was I was excited but I was scared I was scared because a lot of people didn't know um my situation um and to them I was single very very single and I was you know it's just Jack Jack is just Jack in her own world but in my private life you know it was very different um and I was scared for the judgment. I was scared for all the older, I'm talking all the aunties and uncles who are going to judge me for being a single mum. And for people who, I would say acquaintances, um, 
that they were gonna I was gonna be the talk of a town that's what I was scared of I was really and I'm not gonna lie Filipinos I was particularly talking about the Filipino community they chat they love a good gossip they love someone's struggle they love it you know we're either mums and dads are either boasting about how amazing their children are and how um much they earn <laughs> i remember years and years ago i bumped into um one of my ex's mums mums and the first thing she said to me is oh he's earning the amount <laughs> all right hi i haven't seen you in years but yep your son is earning lots of lots of money um and that, that that's to me what the filipino community is like you're either boasting or you are happy I'm going to use the word happy to discuss people's struggles so anyways I did it I did a nice little photo shoot and I put it up and I, I yeah and then then the comments and the messages and the phone calls and the voice notes came pouring in and everyone was shocked and I received such nice messages I was overwhelmed um and looking back on it now my closest friends you know who you are and my sisters and my parents did an amazing job of shielding me and i don't mean lockdown shielding i mean shielding me from the gossip the comments the questions because i net because i know it happened i a hundred percent know it happened but it never got to me and i and that's what was so amazing about the support that I've received is that they know that I was having a really tough time, that I was in a unique situation. Obviously, um, with COVID, I think around that time, COVID, yeah, you know, COVID was on the agenda. I think we hadn't locked down yet, or maybe we had. I was going through so much to then be the talk of the town in a negative way would have just been just too much for me. And they did a brilliant job and I have to I think they know that I'm really appreciative of them because yeah I know people talked a lot of people like who is he and da 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 and I didn't even know about her love life a lot of people felt entitled and I think I think I wrote a blog post about it a lot of people felt entitled because I am a really open person um but there are some things that I'm quiet about and if we are that close you would know my business <laughs> that, that's how I put it if you didn't know my business we're not that close not in a bad way but you know there are I've got about 10 closest friends who I love and cannot live without um and they know my business and that's all that, that that's all that matters to me yeah so um gosh I've talked for so long I hope you're still listening um, I would also love loads of feedback if you know this is my first podcast so if it don't make sense or I'm talking too fast or just please send me a message um yeah so I told the world I was pregnant <laughs> and um yeah so when I did and lockdown happened I moved in with my parents and um I moved in with them because I didn't want to be alone and I really needed my parents and it changed up pregnancy for me because had I been on my own living on my own in this house and pregnant I think my mental health would have deteriorated 
um, because on the time where Boris hadn't said lockdown, um, I remember feeling very, very anxious, so anxious that I think my friends picked up on it and they were delivering food to me. (laughs) I remember my friend Jen, she was like, um, she dropped loads of like food like milk and cereal oh I had a big 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 craving for cereal and it wasn't just Jen there was people like Clarissa Lauren people just dropping food (laughs) um because I felt like I couldn't go out and I was scared and yeah there were so many things um and it was amazing actually the kindness that people showed to me uh because they knew that I was literally on my own so that was the first trimester-ish, I think a couple of maybe weeks into the second trimester. Um, so yeah, that's just the beginning bit. Um, and, oh God, it's it's so crazy to look back at it, actually. Uh, I'm, I've got a really big smile on my face just because I know how much of a journey it's been um, from being a mum now to what it was like for me in the first in the first trimester I remember always talking to my belly <laughs> um my one worry was because it was just me um I was scared that you know my baby wouldn't know my voice or because you know they know they know your their voice straight away but normally it'd be because mum and dad are talking or the cute thing that you see in films where dad's talking to the belly. And I didn't have that. I, re- I didn't have that. Um, so I made, I consciously spoke to my belly all the time. And that's how I came up with the name Baby Cakes quite early on. Um, I can't bake, by the way. It's nothing to do with cakes. I just thought it was really cute. And it's not to do with that song. Baby Cakes, you just don't know. It's not that song. I don't, yeah. Um... I remember talking to my belly a lot. I remember praying to God a lot. Um, I remember looking at my app, you know, the app that I can't even, is it Baby Centre? Um, hashtag not ad, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> uh, looking at like what size Baby Kate's was. Um, yeah, so I'm smiling about it now because, it's, it's, wow. Um, anyways, so that's the beginning part of me and hopefully you will be enticed for more episodes I really want to use this platform to discuss my struggles in pregnancy so I will be doing um episodes particularly on pregnancy how I coped what you know um how did I prepare that's a big one um yeah how I managed to stay positive I I do think I I was very positive um once after the sickness and the gagging and the smell (laughs) disappeared I definitely felt like I picked up and I was very positive about being a single mum also the term single mum sorry completely um changed the subject here but um my friend Kiraf hi Kiraf um she reread she read the little blurb that I put on here and I loved and I you know I just wanted her thoughts and she changed a single parent to solo parent and I love that because actually there's so much negativity around single parent um which I don't know why because single parents rock we are like superhumans (laughs) um 
I love the idea of being a solo parent. Um, so let's stick with that. We'll talk about being a solo parent. Anyways, um, yeah, so I will start talking about pregnancy. I'm no expert on pregnancy. And like, yeah, I'm no Insta. I follow like so many people on Insta. Sleep consultants, uh, food weaning, what else? Just, oh, just so many people. I'm not them. Um, this is just me and my experiences. Um, I would like to do a episode on labour. <laughs> and recovery not just physical recovery but um what had happened because I did have an emergency c-section and what that felt like because I didn't give birth naturally there was um I think that definitely affected my mental health um because I think I put a lot of pressure on myself that I failed so that's um something I definitely want to discuss and hopefully I'm not the only person who felt like that I don't think I am uh definitely breastfeeding oh, I need a good old episode on breastfeeding um, <laughs> there's so much to say about that and just loads of the other things that mothers don't talk about like the stench no one told me that um you have bo from like the whole breastfeeding thing I was thinking god I do smell and actually if we're being really honest, I remember one time my mum was like, oh, do you want to have a shower? <laughs> and I was like, mum, I, I actually was really angry. I was like, mum, if you don't like how I smell, then what did I say? Then you could should just put up with it or something like that. Um, but I did. And I still do. A whole, whole thing on pregnancy. I mean, on um, breastfeeding. Also, they don't tell you about... Um, God, there's so much the leaking the piles the constipation the bleeding oh the bleeding the leaking oh, I already said leak no the leaking of the boobs the leaking of the vagina oh god so much so much there's so much like body fluids that no one talks about um <laughs> but I will uh what else there's so much I'm excited but also, I'm not very techy, but hopefully I will, um, I would like to do some interviews with people. Um, so if you are up for it, please, please, please let me know. I would like to interview people just about their journeys because I want to open people's eyes um, that every journey is different. Pregnancy journey is different, but also there's different versions of families, of what family means. Because like I said, I grew up and still very much with my with my close friends, it's mum, dad, kids. Um, and I know that that's, that's not what family is. I mean, it is for them, but it isn't for me. My family is me and my babes, um, <laughs> my baby cakes. So, you know, other solo parents or, um, yeah, I just, there's so much, there is so much struggle that we just don't talk about. Even stuff like, um, you know, different ways to get pregnant, difficulties in getting pregnant. No one talks about it. I think only when I opened up my Instagram um, did people I know open up to me about their struggles, such as miscarriages, um, not being able to breastfeed, um, infertility, just only then and I feel like 
I feel like I want to educate myself as well and by discussing people you know be having open conversations with people um because we hide don't we we hide with our struggle um and I think that motherhood can feel pregnancy and motherhood can feel very isolating anyway um yeah so that is me for now I have no idea how long I've spoken for but hopefully you've taken something from it other than Jack just talks lots um so like I said if you are interested in getting involved even if that's about your mental health for going through pregnancy or um or labor or motherhood or even tips um about i got there's a couple of mamas i can think of who have really really helped me in terms of um like what to do with your baby like your baby comes out and then you're like okay what do i do what do i do Uh, so stuff like sensory play um like there's loads of stuff um even just about how how you I think particularly I'm very interested in how people coped with the first month or first two weeks because I remember I I was a completely different version of myself for the first two weeks that baby Kate was here I put a lot of pressure in trying to get her into the Moses on day one which is just ridiculous um <laughs> I remember crying and I remember saying to her I love you so much and crying like that three is it three days I think it was day three and all your hormones just come right at you and I was crying badly because I loved her so much and also when she got hiccups I was crying about that I was like she's got hiccups and I remember the um is it the health visitor was laughing at me like it's, it's just hiccups like when you have hiccups are you okay and I'm like no but I'm not a baby um also oh this is a good one which I will talk more about, experiences of health visitors and midwives. Yeah, that's a whole, whole episode there. Um, Yeah, just there's a lot of judgment in motherhood, isn't there? (laughs) A lot of judgment. Like you're expected. So you have, you know, I carried her for 40 weeks. By 40 weeks, she came out and I'm expected to know everything and do everything right. And there is a way. There is this way and, you know, <clears throat> only this way because otherwise you'll mess up as a mum. That is too much pressure. Um, and there was a lot of pressure um, from, I felt, from my health visitor um, just about letting her cry oh cry it out is a whole topic oh god yeah <gasps> cry it out is a whole 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 topic um but just to leave uh leave it there otherwise i'll keep going um so i am jack fernandez aka mama cakes um first time mum solo mum um mum <laughs> Do you call them lockdown mums? I don't know. I didn't technically have her during a lockdown. Um, but I wasn't... I think the most horrific experience, which I will talk about, is when I was in hospital for three days on my own. Oh, my God. And I know other mums who've had the same experience. It was horrendous. Horrendous. 
um, and a mum who's gone through a global pandemic, which is still going. <gasps> Sigh. But anyways, that's it from me. Let me know your thoughts. And also, if you want to get involved. Yeah. All right. Thank you and goodbye.